Welcome back, Chevra Tzvi Broker with Rabbi Yeshua Gerzi at the Pills No Work Inspired Podcast. And as we have the opportunity to be able to sit here during this period of time called by many vacation, if you're not sure if you call it vacation, why it's called vacation, make sure to check out our other podcasts. But what I'd say is that as we have this period of time, a change in our regular schedule, especially when it comes to school, kids being out of school, I think it's a great time just to be able to have a seat, sit back and reflect on this education system that we're so much part of and see how it ultimately connects to jobs and career success. What do you think about the topic? What do I think about the topic? I think it's a very hot topic and I think it's a quite a tension-filled topic and specifically and especially in where you live. So in Eretz Yisrael, Chinuch um, is, I would say it's not poshut. It isn't poshut. I think in England and America, in a certain respect, Chinuch is, from my experience, a lot easier. Um, however, in regards of education, I think there's fundamental, basic questions that we need to ask. What's it for? For sure. Why, why do we go to school? What is it for? Why are we going to school? And, and, and yeshiva, like, okay, you could say we learn the, you know, the, the, typical, <clears throat> the typical narrative is, okay, you know, I, I go to school to learn things, specific things, because obviously we know we don't learn everything, and it's meant to add up to getting um, good marks in certain disciplines, and then moving forward to uh, get better marks in certain disciplines, then eventually going to um, maybe university or getting a job. Right. It, it's, it adds it's, up. What, what's, it adds up to hopefully getting a good job. That's it's what I like to call. It's what I like to call sometimes when I have done these talks. Is called like the happily ever after story. Yes. And, yes. and it's funny you mentioned about the difference between cultures. You know as. If you haven't noticed yet from the accent, I think I still have an American accent. I think I'm married to and somebody think, who's I'm married to somebody who's British, but I think I still have an American accent. Yeah. We're that's why we speak because we're from England and his wife is English, <laughs> so that's why I, we we're still we're still we're still yes. able to we're still able to make it work. And we're sitting here in Israel, and it's so interesting because I know from having conversations with people that are in within the Israeli education system that often may think ah. It's just this really Ameri- education system, but the, the education system in America or in England, it doesn't have as many issues. But I just want to share, you know, just one story. This is somebody who I just sat with recently, and it's a story that's happened many, many times, rigorously, I'm sure, hundreds of times, hundreds of times. And here I was meeting with somebody, and he was from America. He was from America, and he's a professional. He had gone through high school where he learned a full secular education. He had gone through a first degree, a second degree, and had working in different jobs. But why was he meeting with me? He mm-hmm. was meeting with me because he was honest with himself and had the courage to actually speak with someone that he was just not happy with what he's doing. This he is, found I, I, that he yeah, was just yeah, it's... not fulfilled. He found he had been in different jobs. He felt that he wasn't excited about what he was doing. He felt like he wasn't really feeling that he was expressing himself and succeeding. And when we have this conversation, right, and this is, this is the conversations we're, we're having with people, what's coming out of the conversation is, is, is that the root of it, the root or one root of what's going on is actually within the education system. 
Because even in an education system where we are spending hours and spending a lot of money, right, especially in Chutzlaret, spending a lot of money and learning a lot of topics, people can go through this whole system with this happily ever after story. If I get good grades, then I'm going to get into a good college, then I'm going to get good grades, then I'm going to get the job, and then happily happy, ever happy, after. Happy, everything's everything going to work okay. out. Well, the truth is that for so many people, for so and many people... And it's going up. It's not just so many people. Percentages are going up and up sure. and up and up. Right. What do they call it? They, they call it, and I, when I've given this talk in, in seminaries, I always say, don't worry. It's called the disengagement crisis, but nothing to do with marriage. Yeah, people have this <laughs> expectation. People have this expectation. I'll get a good job, stay in a good job, and it's, and, and it's and just going to work out. And we see it's just people don't know what jobs to get. You know, they've been through college, they've, you would think, they've got a degree. Ah, so if I've got a degree, I will then logically have that job, but no. And, and the, the statistics are growing. We've been, this is something that we've been bothering ourselves We're with for, researching for a, a long number time. of years already. So people can have several degrees today because they've jumped from degree to degree and they still don't have a job because they're not fulfilled in their jobs or they've tried this or tried that. And more than that, you know, you go into, like the whole question of college, it's a, it's a whole question anyway. Should you go to college? Do you need to go to college? And it's being and rethought today, actually. Correct, because you today. have, for example, we had it We had in the, in the base of Madrash, there's a Yid who has been learning in Koylel and he was meant to go to um, university. And we suggested, I, I, I sat with him, I suggested a slightly different route. I said, listen, you want to do coding work for this person for free, learn the basics of coding. He could, financially he could. And then from that, he ended up doing two basic courses and he got himself some good experience. So this is the Matzav. He's sitting in Tel Aviv. He's sitting next to somebody. He's now done coding for about a year, about a year. He's sitting next to somebody who has a degree but has no prior work experience. Who got the job? This Yid, who without the degree, but has the experience, got the job over the person who has the degree. And we're seeing that more and more. But that's just in the education system, because if you think about it, the workplace today, there's a major disconnect between the workplace. We'll speak about another disconnect in a minute as well, if you remind me. But um, the Nakuda of being just a normal, healthy human being. But you have the, you have what? You have the disconnect between what's expected of one at work and actually what you've learnt in university or college or school that's meant to bridge. Right, right. And so, Lamasha, one, one, one example. You, now today in the workplace, people expect you to be your own manager in a number of places. They expect you to be self-motivated, to be your own manager. It could even be, I have a friend of mine, he has a company, so he doesn't work from nine to five. He works from um, the he works from project to projects. If a person has six projects and they finish all their six projects adequately in a shorter amount of time, then you know if they've got if they've done it in the morning, they can have the rest of the day off. Yet in school, it's micromanaged. In school, it's very selected. So, for example, one of our mentors would say, "What that we sit at the table growing up? First of all, at school, you know, we when we start off as kids, we're playing in the sand and and you know, playing with toys and water. Then we get a little chair and we sit under our little chair, and then we go from first grade to second grade, and we move from the bigger chair, you know, art. So instead of a full body experience, it then just becomes from waist up." 
And as you go further in your education, it comes up to head up and then <laughs> up to the left, right. cerebralville. And th this is the second problem. The second problem is, I think, ap apart from the transition between school and the workplace and there being a very big disconnect, there's another problem which I think is more severe, and that is just learning to be a healthy, normal human being. So, for example, people take for granted, ah, okay, so I've learned about um, mathematics and I've learned about basic business skills and science. So a lot of that we don't use, but it's good to know anyway. It's good to have general knowledge, 100%. But Marshall, people walk out of school, they have no money education. You would think, you would think, ah, oh, one minute, one minute, work, money. Right. People aren't educated about money. People aren't educated about saving, investments, anything like that. Like, it's just not part of the curriculum. But you may logically, after a conversation like this, think to yourself, oh, wow, that actually is a little bit strange. Maybe we should educate our kids about money. Maybe we should educate our kids, like, as we mature, relationships. Again, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's uh, relationships. How, how do we deal with relationships? How do we deal with marriage? Like things that's needed in being a healthy, normal human being, we don't learn. We learn in school a slither of the cake of human experience. Well, it's so, it's so interesting because I've read, you know, somebody who's in the field, you know, I read articles how on one hand you have this crisis where you have so many people that are looking for jobs. Yes. And then on the flip <laughs> side, you have the crisis of the companies that can't find people. Oh. And it was sometimes like, you know, being somewhere in the middle is working with people that are looking for jobs, you know, and talking to recruiters. It's like a funny thing. It's like you sit there. so many people right, that From want the From our job. perspective, you sit there like... Scratch again. What? Like what's going I've on? Got, I've got I've got a spreadsheet in front of me. People looking for jobs, <laughs> companies right. looking to hire. It's like what is going right, on? So what do they say? They they're showing that it and it, it's one of like what's lacking. And it, it's a it's a funny thing also as as from Jews to like read this list because you also think about how much this is meant to be built into our own curriculum of Mido's development and the way that the, the the soft underlining skills of what it means to learn in a base medrash communication skills, skills responsibilities ooh, yeah. soft skills exactly it's the soft skills so there's a, an aspect of education that's just focusing on hard skills and then the soft skills which are needed to be able to plug in those hard those hard skills so that therefore people could function and be productive that's something which is lacking and that's so fascinating what you're mentioning you know in terms of the fact that school doesn't ne necessarily address that but with, Soft within skills within, within school itself you know within school and it's funny that you, you know sh gave that very you know visual like it was imagining myself, like, you know, it's like that little kid playing and you see your little kids playing like, okay, mazel tov, you've graduated, now you're going to first grade and he's so excited and he sits down, he's like, what's what? going on? What just happened? Like, as time no transition. goes on and no on, transition. the question is, is what happens to the human experience? I know that one of, you know, one of um, our favorite, favorite authors and really spokesman, you know, for this topic within the general world, not within the Jewish world, right, Sir Ken Robinson, where this was a passion of his, and he, he recently just passed away, and he mm. dedicated his life, and he himself was somebody who was 
a brilliant, and he was in the academic world, that he spoke passionately about the fact that when it comes to education, when it comes to education, we're using an archaic model, which even though everything else in the world seems to be developing, when it comes to education, we're not asking those questions, right? And it's fascinating when you learn the sociology, we can't get into it right now, of understanding where academia even came from, yeah. the word, the I, whole entire... I, can I, I want to just... One thing. Okay, a little bit. We, when we, speaking, when <laughs> speaking, when I, 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 Ken Wilbur, when when we had our first conversation, many years ago. Well, Ken Robinson. Ken Robinson. Oh, you, sorry, oh, you Ken spoke Rob with, you spoke Ken with Robinson. Him. Oh, amazing! I when, never got a when, chance to speak with him. He he said, like, think about it. We're living in the 21st century. I think we're in the 21st century. 21st so. century, and we're using a education system from the Industrial Revolution. Right. That's what he said. It's, it's, like it's, it's, you, you, everything else is evolving around us, and the education system—it's—it's it's only in the last 15 years that people are waking up and thinking, "Oh, okay." Right, they're trying to make changes. I'll tell you where my hope is. My hope is is that something that you know, also a favorite topic of ours. But one thing that we're seeing a shift taking place is this concept of of what they call human-focused design, right? Which is this—it's a chiddush. Right? It's not really so much of a chiddush that. We're humans, we're people, and we need to take into consideration that we're not robots. And therefore, when we're trying to design experiences, websites, apps, programs, we need to take into consideration people. And it's our prayer that hopefully soon we're going to start to look at education as people-focused education, which means that we need to take into consideration people. You know, often the, the joke that I, I, I share, I specifically like to share this when I've spoken in high schools, you know, once... I, you know, talk about this topic of what creates career success and career engagement. And you speak, I, I do an activity, right, for people to get a little bit of insight into what's called their career personality. And we kind of break down the different types of career personalities that are out there that we see that are really the underpinnings of all of work, of all of work. And we see that, yes, people are different. And we see that people have different talents and different skills. And the joke that I throw out there, you know, is, is that, if you're imagining, you know, imagining the classroom, imagining the classroom and you have like the teacher who is over there and, you know, and then the principal gets called in because the class is not being productive, you know, so it's that creative genius in class, the creative geniuses in the class the that are going to be the ones <laughs> that are basically designing the principal's like interior design of his home that like they're like the trouble kids because they're like daydreaming or doodling and then the one who's going to like be the construction builder of the principal's home like he's basically in trouble because he's like fiddling under the desk all the time because like he's just you know can't he just needs to be involved with something and then you know the the sales agent who's going to sell the principal his home you know, he basically is always in the principal's office because of the fact that he's just like, buying and you know, he's buying and selling and he basically doesn't like authority, right? And then you have, you know, the, 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 the total, you know, the totally talented, you know, kids that are going to become the therapists of this principal's kids. Like, they're just always talking to their friends and they're always in trouble. So, like, you're going to have, like, all these kids that are tremendously talented, tremendously capable, will be, unless... They're damaged by thinking that they're not tremendously talented because they've gone through a certain school system, will become tremendously successful. But is the school system that we're familiar with and many of us are familiar with go, going to help them to bring that out? Mm. Or is it going to hinder them because mm. of the fact that the education system in many environments is only focused on a small 
it really percentage. Is. It re- Not just of the core skills and hard skills, even within the hard skills. It's actually focused on about a third. A third of people. A third of people. And it's scary to think about that because as Jews, right, as, as Yidin, what do we say about this topic? You know, what do we say about how we should be mechanic people? Yeah, I mean, it reminds me there's a meme. You know, you have a teacher and the teachers organize uh, like this little... Uh, I think it's a British thing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. What? It was like this little thing I saw in the paper. Oh, oh. And what happens, maybe I'm using the wrong lotion, but what happens is you have a teacher and the teacher's, you know, standing there with a whistle and a gun. Everyone's going to have a race to run up the tree. Let's see who's going to win. And then you see a goldfish in a tank, a monkey, an elephant, and and like, guess who's going to win? And I, I, I really think we are in a situation where, you know, like you, you mentioned, we've got this famous pasuk. What's our famous pasuk that we quote? That has to be understood in context as well. When it comes to general chinuch, right? That we try to guide people according yeah. each one according to its and, own And tariff. it seems to be, it seems to be what, what could be. Again, we're two people sitting here. We really don't have much pull in the world. We've got our own little Daladamas that we're trying to figure out, but we can visualize, we can imagine, you know, just bring out the dimyain and the machshava within this conversation, within the sicha, and it, it should be a tefillatah kodesh baruchu. So right now, it's very limited. Right now, it's very limited. You know, if you think about it in any world, we've been in exile for thousands of years. We really have been in exile for a long time. So just take in, in the secular world, if, for example, we had a, a, a more expanded, fattened out education system, sports or art, music, which usually gets left behind because, as right. you said, it focuses. So that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Psychology, drama. And there are a lot of schools. I mean, when I was in school, we, had, we did music. I was the only person in the year that did music for my GCSEs. Right. I did music. And there was art. I did art. I did music. And Bar Shem. I mean, I, it was expected. You know, I, I didn't even have to be so good because I was like the only person in the year I got an A+. Plus. <laughs> it's like a, and, and art as well. It's, but the, the Nakuda is, is just to realize and to give... It's expen. I, I will premise this. It's expensive. It's expensive. But what my parents did for me, they sent me to martial arts. They sent me to music. Um, uh, uh, you know, I went to music studios and I learned how to be in a music studio and you know, sound engineering. I, I they sent me to scouts. I did Queen Scout Award. There's and and that's so important. That gave me. That was on the guidance of uh, Baba Sali. Baba Sali said to my father when I was a baby, send him to send him out okay. to do like judo. I don't think he said judo, but send him out to be <laughs> active and tend to do things. Huh? And it, it it it's so important. Give kids the the ability to experience a plethora of different activities. Well, it it but it's interesting because. It is true what you shared about schools, and I, you know, I know even when I was back in high school, it's been some time, but as I meet with people, I'll ask them, you know, I'll ask them, you know, what was your favorite subject when trying to understand people and their background and their skills. I'm hearing more and more that schools have opened up more of a wider range um, towards different activities, but I think some of the, the sense, though, the sense, though, is, is that even though they may offer, whether it's extracurricular or they give a class 
the, the bulk of the focus of what's considered to be Correct. the success is limited. And and it's so Correct. important. This is a message I really wanted to put out there. It's a you message know, for me. You're talking to me. I need to do more of this with my kids. Yeah, I mean, not, as not parents, 100%. And giving for, out. For, for each one of us to recognize, to recognize, we need to know what our intelligence is. And it could That's be right. that it's people that have gone through an education system which was focused on specific areas, right? Whether in your school was math, science, right? It could be, for your school, it could have been something else that may have given a certain vision. This is what's considered to be super successful to recognize that in the workplace, that's not true. Not true. In the workplace, it's not true. In the workplace, what's most important is know what you're good at, know what your intelligence is, get the specific training that's going to help you surround yourself around the right people and go for the gold. Get the Correct. core skills, Correct. the soft skills, the communication yeah. skills. That's yeah. what's ultimately ultimately there. And as parents, as you said, we need to provide this for our kids because you know whether or not we want to discuss right now why isn't the, our Jewish educational systems going according to, right, we, we were talking about before, this amazing Torah from the Nitziv, right, the Nitziv, the Nitziv, he, he's speaking about, I believe it's in Parshas, um, in Parshas, in Parshas Vayakel, I believe it's in Parshas Vayakel, at the end, in Shemos, when we're talking about the Mishkan, he speaks about it, he says, in Ba Adam Lasos Beis Omnus Salamit Litinokos Omnus, if a person were to set up a school to teach kids different trades, Vaya Mevi Harbe Yeladim, you just go and rat, take a lot of kids, to choose whatever they want. Different booths. You want to learn this. You want to learn art. You want to learn math. You want to learn building. Give you want to learn option. dance. Give them the option. options. You'll find kids know, I want to do this. And we know each one of our cho children are drawn towards this. And the Siv says is that that, that Bechira itself, with that choice where a child is going according to his teva that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him, that helps him to be matzliach. And he says that's what happened in the Mishkan. Each person yeah. was, was drawn towards something else. So, you know, whether or not we talk about this question, you know, it's not really so much for now. Why is it that we haven't adapted? And if you're in education, please reach out to us. You know, there is what can be done so that we within our educational system can better empower our children I, I think to succeed. It's the same with Torah as well. It's the same with Torah uh -huh. because when we speak about the Torah world, think about for a moment what happens. Okay, we start off, we learn Abyssal Tanakh. And then from Tanakh, we learn a little bit of Mishnah. And then from Mishnah, we go and learn some Gemara, Rishayinim, Achreinim. We have a Yeshiva Shemesafters. And, <laughs> and then we, after go to Kailel, we learn the same, you know, the same. And then we spend the rest of our life, for so many people, they spend the rest of their lives learning the same Masechters. Right. Or they do a Dafyomi. Now, I remember sitting with one of my mentors, Rabbi Maisha Shapira. And Rabbi Moshe Shapira said, that's not how we should be learning. Even with Tyra, there's epis of an exile saying that though, Chazde Hashem, we're hanging on. Chazde Hashem, any word of Tyra, any word of Tefillah, any word of anything is absolutely amazing. Chazde Hashem. And what Rabbi Moshe Shapira, Zichron Livracha, what he said is as following. He opened up a Ramchal and he said, he opened a Ramchal, he opened up a Gra. He opened up all the, like, Lipasha, Vedas Farim. We may think, ah, Baal Shem Tev, but no, 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 no. Gra, Ramchal, that what happens after, you know, we've reached a certain age, we should learn Pnimius Hatayra. 
we should learn Ramchal and Gra and Zoya and, and Seif, you know, like the, the Arizal and the, the Hasidish Sfarim. That should be part of our dietary intake. That should be part of our nutrition. It's so important. But for so, so many people, they don't explore that. And it's an amazing thing by Rabbi Moshe Shapira. He really was an unbelievable educator. So you'd have somebody and they would sit with him and he says, you're learning too much Gemara. I want you for the next few months to Gemara for two hours and then learn this Sefer and this Sefer and this Sefer. And, and it was an unbelievable thing because many Talmidim of Rav Moshe Shapira, they were educated, they were given that nutrition, they were given those options to explore different Chalakim of Torah. And that's very important as well. So we see the same issue that's right now manifesting in the workplace, we see it in Torah. And wow. hopefully we can have the das and the you know the yeshiva das and the menuchas and nefesh, the confidence and the courage in order to open up and explore and have those deep connections and practicality because everyone has their genius. That's really what we're speaking about. Everybody has their genius and the very simple fact that they're born into this world is that the world cannot live without that genius. Each and every one has something to give and the fact that every single day Hashem Yisbarach gets us up, it's our mission statement to realize, ah, I've got my own creativity, I've got my own genius and the world is waiting for it. Wow, and, and, and as adults, as adults we, we're, we're charged by Hashem, yeah. as we say that yeah. Moda'ani, we have to know what our genius is. You have to know what your genius is because only once you understand what that is and then use it, right, are you going to be able to fulfill your particular individual mission in the world? And as parents, you know, we all need to be the Rav Moshe Shapiro. We have to be those people for our kids. School does its best. School does its best. Is there room to improve? 100%. But it may not get to be what we would love it to be. But as parents, we need to be the Rav Moshe Shapiro for our children and to understand our children. As you shared beautifully how Rebbe's parents invested, and it's an investment to say, I see what my child's genius is. If you don't know what your child's genius is, go find it out. Go find it out. Work with someone. Play. Find play, it out. Find it out. Look, you need to find it out options. because that is going to be their cue. And whether it's, like we said beautifully, that parallel, it's a big topic between big topic. <laughs> work, career, professional strengths, Torah strength, to see that parallel, to understand, because that is really where each one of us are ultimately going to become success successful. So just as some questions for us as we wrap up this session. Such a... I've been waiting to talk it's about so this for so long. I know, I know, I know, but we have to, to keep this podcast short for the consumer. There's a lot more time packaged. Please reach out to us, you know, to discuss it more. But some questions for us, you know, to, to think about, to think about. Hopefully you've thought about this, but even if you have... What, what skill do you feel like you gained the most from in your education? Mm -hmm. Whatever education you did, what skill, what class, what course, what do you feel was, was something that was a big takeaway for you? And secondly, what other skills do you feel that you've developed in life that have helped you, that have helped you to become who you are? And what is some type of a skill that you wish, if you just had the time, if you had the ability, you have this deep sense that you'd be able, if you'd be able to dedicate more time to it, you'd really be able to become great in it. Some questions for us to walk away and for us to be able to slowly, with Siyata Deshmaya, be able to bring out our unique genius. Amen. Have a good day.